Guys and Short Sports Los Angeles. If you're an LA sports fan and you have not subscribed to this show, you are missing out. Every week we bring you everything you need to know in LA sports. We've got your Dodgers, Lakers, Rams, Kings, Angels, USC, UCLA, Galaxy, Clippers, Buena Park Rec League. Even <laughs> You have any curling in there? <laughs> we got it all. If it's in LA, we got it. Even if you're a sports fan in general, take a quick second and click subscribe. If you're not happy with the show, Darren will buy you a beer. I owe a lot of Nice. Beers. Yes, you do. It's my, nice of you. I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. Hashtag Dodgers love October. <laughs> yes, they do this year for sure. Darren Besa. Speaking of October, think pink and say the tatas. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice shout out. Benjamin Garcia, whoopty whoop, and Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys just won Game Three. Woo! Feels good. Congratulations! Right, You're up two right. games to one on the Cubs. Did you see Spezio's home run last night? <laughs> wow! Uh, 2002. What's a Spezio? Uh, like, that's all Jeff's talking like yesterday. about. Seriously, feels Seriously. like yesterday. <laughs> In the in the pre in the pre show warm up, Jeff brought up uh, Spezio for the fans out there. You know, I, it's it's all I have as That's part of the World all Series right. show. All right, I'm just trying to relate to you guys. Okay, so sue me. So uh, how are we feeling about this, guys? Feeling really good, especially since the bats are hot. Six runs, uh, shutting out the Cubs two games in a row. They're the, clearly the most talented team and the hottest team all year long. And just the fact that they have gone cold is a sight to see. Yeah, they were the yeah. best hitting yeah. team. Second, They were the second most runs in the Major League yeah. Baseball in the regular but season. But just yeah. all year long, all you heard is Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. This yeah. is the year. This is the year. And we talk about it all the time. It's going to be the team that gets hot at the right time. There you go. And the yeah. Dodgers are getting yep. hot at the right time. Which is and and what makes beautiful. it even better is that they've actually, if you remember, at the end of the last series, you were thinking who's going to pitch in the first couple of games of this series, and not only has have they pitched well outside of one inning with a grand slam and then another home run that that lost game one. Outside of that, their pitching has been fantastic, and they've lined themselves up now for the next two games with arms that are fresh and actually ready to come in. So yeah. they're looking strong right now. Yeah, looking real good. It's, Hill looks uh, great tonight. I'll tell yeah. you, man. He, <laughs> we'll take him. Yeah. Yeah, that was a yeah. great pickup. You know what? That was Actually, a great pickup. You know, he was pitching really well in the Nationals series as well, and it, it was just a few pitches that he got away from him, and that kind of you know made him get out of the game early. But overall, he was he was sharp, and he was hitting his corners, and then every every so often the Nationals were just locking in on a on a curveball that was across the middle of the plate, and he hasn't made that mistake in this series or tonight. And he's pitched well in those six innings. They needed every one of them yeah. so that that bullpen can line itself up for the rest of the series. Yeah, he actually changed his approach a little bit tonight on a few of the pitches where he went back to his um, or he went more back to his sidearm throwing because he was actually a reliever. Uh, in his olden days, because he's an old guy now, was he 36? 36. Like he yeah. looks yeah. older than 36. He, he does look older <laughs> oh, than 36. Man. He looks like John Cryer from Two and a Half Men. Every time I look <laughs> at him, he does. <laughs> he does look like him. Yeah. I, mean, I was just thinking generic white guy, but yeah. that's what John Cryer is. Uh, I, I, told, I texted my dad, and my dad goes, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what he looks like. Wow. Yeah, that's good Every call. time I look at him, that's, what I, that's who I'm picturing. Huh. It's Alan from Two and a Half Men. Wow. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like he 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 completely changed a, a few of his. Uh, he went a little bit more back to his sidearm pitching and uh, threw through you know threw off some of the batters. He he pitched a wonderful game tonight, and 
I tell you what, man, with this team, it's it's the first team in a long, long time for this Dodgers that we talked about it before. There's something magical about this team. And even when that when they hit that grand slap, I was like, "Oh well, we got to get these runs back." Yeah, it wasn't the end of the world. It was like, "Oh, phase they, you. you know, yeah, no, well, yeah, these to, guys can get yeah. it back." And to be honest, I actually expected for them to lose Game One because they were coming off such right. a yeah. high from the last the series. Were rested a little so bit. So the fact yeah. that they were actually up four to three, and, and I don't know if that was the sixth or the seventh inning, right. but right. you know, if outside of that, those two pitches, right, that the Dodgers should be up three games to nothing right now. And, Which is crazy. And if you and if you think about like Eric had mentioned how the Cubs were dominant and everyone was saying that, you know, 108 year stretch or whatever it's been now, it's gonna end this year. And it's like the Dodgers came in and they're the better team. And right. you know, I didn't as a Dodgers fan, I didn't expect for them to be in the position that we're in right now. And I couldn't be happier. That's great. Nice. Yeah. I mean, you're looking great. The Kershaw. It's kind of. I think he could put to rest off the, yeah, all the, the haters. After, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah think, exactly. Yeah. Is that is that officially done? I feel like we can close the door. Oh yeah, I say we completely close the door. Well, let me throw something <laughs> out there, right? And and I hate to 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 bring it up, but let's see. He he goes out in his next game and he, and he gives up eight runs in two innings. I think that conversation is still Thanks, there. Ben. So I still think that it's <laughs> premature. I still think that it's premature Brutal, to man. say that. But I think he's going on the right track. I mean, the fact that he oh, yeah. he's going out, his ERA is low. You know, he's starting games, he's closing games. Like, there's just so much that he's done to get the Dodgers in the position that they're in now. And and the thing that I like is that uh, when Dave Roberts was asked, you know, who's going to pitch in Game Five, and he's basically <laughs> he's in the conversation. Saying, yeah, <laughs> well, he's not only in the conversation, but yeah. if the Dodgers are up three games to to one, they won't have to pitch him until Game Six which would be in Chicago if it's necessary. And they could use him as a middle reliever in Game 5 if they needed to. They can use him as a closer if they needed yeah. to. So, you guys are sitting pretty. We are very yeah. pretty right now. And I think part of it is, you know... With <laughs> Just the, like me. <laughs> <laughs> with the knock on Kershaw being, you know, the playoffs, part of that, I think, not even part of that, most of that is mental. So oh, I think yeah, totally. with him getting over the hump, coming in, closing out the game, shutting out... Uh, you know the Cubs on the road getting the victory. You know, get picking up a, a hit. I think I think that he's over that. So coming in with that confidence and mentally, he's he's not in that place where he was before. Yeah, and I think uh, Dave Roberts has a huge uh, reason for that. In that game when um, Kershaw uh, was at the eighth inning or seventh inning, whatever it was, when he had to get one more out to get to the next inning, and yes. and Dave Roberts came to the mound. All he literally said was, you know, how are you? And Kershaw said, I can get him. Dave Roberts turned around and walked back in the uh, dugout. Cool. <laughs> but you know what, you A-Rod, know. A-Rod, after the game, so A-Rod was, because he's one of the commentators on Fox, and so I was so was high Pete that Rose. night. Yeah, not we, on drugs. We're not going so on high. Here. But <laughs> Pete Rose was definitely on drugs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Pete Rose was on drugs. But one of the things that A-Rod said was he said that, you know, if in the history of baseball, no manager has ever gone out and asked his starter, how do you feel? And the guy's been like, hey, Skip, I'm tired. I need to come out, right? <laughs> yeah. So he said if if a pitcher actually said those words, he would be off the roster yeah. the next day. So he <laughs> says what the manager does is he asks the question to the pitcher, but he's looking in the eyes of the catcher. And the catcher is really who tells the manager mm. whether he still got his stuff or not. And so, you know, one of the things that yeah, I, I really like A-Rod as a commentator because he, yeah, he really gets in you into the game. Hmm. Yeah. Very cool. The cool part about that, though, is there was no discussion. It wasn't like David Roberts was doubting him. There was no more of like, all right, well, you know, how, how does your arm feel? You know, do you, do you know how to pitch to this guy? There was no, it was just like, bam, bam, all right, I trust you, I'm going back. All right, this has gotten a little too rainbows and butterflies, <laughs> so I'm going to stir the pot. Ben, okay. 
if we lose, why is it that we lose? What are you most scared <laughs> about? I think that the Dodgers are more, most susceptible to losing if the Cubs can get to the starting dodging, Dodger pitchers by the third or fourth inning, and then we have to then use our relief for five innings. I think that that's where we're going to be the most susceptible. So if Urias goes out in game five, and he can only pitch two and a third because they've scored, they've already hung four on him in the first two and a third innings, and now then we have to rely on the bullpen, and we're already behind. I thought we the, had a great bullpen. We, we, we don't have a good bullpen. Yes, we don't <laughs> listen to <laughs> him. <laughs> we have, what what happened? Happened? Game, game four, game four against the Washington works. Nationals, what happened? <laughs> I'm sorry. Game four in the, against the Washington Nationals. What happened? You know they have their moments, but that was a yeah. But still, a five Lang no. pitched. What was it like? <laughs> two innings. He pitched no, two no, innings. no, no. In the entire series, he pitched like six or seven innings. Right. Shut out. Nobody hit him. It was only in the uh, in, against the Cubs when he had well, that one bad inning. Joe Blanton has been lights out. Hulo Urias actually got the win in that game. Yeah, right. So, he came in as a, as a reliever. Right. Okay. So outside of Joe Blanton, there isn't a reliever that I trust outside of Jansen and Blanton. So to me, you have to get to the sixth, possibly yeah. six or seventh six inning. Or seven. That would be nice. So, so that you could get Blanton, you can then get straight into Jansen, and Jansen can pitch two innings. So to Jeff's question, if the Dodgers starters can't get past the fourth, the Dodgers are going to be in trouble. So I think that there's still a chance that if the Cubs tr- hitting can turn around and they can learn how to hit a curveball, then then they're going to be in, in decent shape if they can do that. That's the only way that I can see the Dodgers losing this series. But that's not going to happen. So what do we got? What are the <laughs> matchups in game four? I know Urias is pitching Urias for the Dodgers. And I, don't I don't know who, who cares pitching who's pitching for the Cubs. It doesn't matter. Before we go, can I just say, can the Toronto Blue Jays knock out the Cleveland Indians? Because yeah. Cleveland already won a championship yeah, done, this Cleveland. year. They don't need anything else. <laughs> I don't. Uh, well, I, I can't root for anything, Canada. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm all in on either National League team that makes it. Hopefully the Dodgers. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. And keeping with that theme, since it is Dodgers postseason baseball... How's it feel? Gosh dang it. I tried to relate with 2002 talk and I got shut down. It was a good attempt. We are going to present our top five Dodgers postseason moments. We've put together a little list. Oh, yeah. The brain trust in here came up with something. It was mostly the Dodger fans. We all were pretty much in agreement on number one, and we'll we'll tease that one because oh. I'm sure no one can guess Ooh, listen, who that is. Listen closely oh. to find out what number one is. <laughs> but number Robert five, Corey's three point shot. <laughs> <laughs> he misread the text. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, number five. Uh. We're actually going recent with that, and just because it was such an insanely incredible game. Game five versus the Nationals. Yeah. yeah. That's oh. an all-timer. I think we got to put that on the list. Absolutely. With all of the changes that happened, uh, you know, Kershaw Crazy, coming in as a closer on the next day, Jansen pitch, doing 50 pitches, it, you know, getting close, the home runs. It was just, it was all there. It was everything you wanted. It was everything. I'm, it was yeah. everything I'm actually going to take a different take on that. Oh, and of course. <laughs> I, I agree with everything that you said, <laughs> but I actually give the win to Dave Roberts, and this is a tip of the cap to to Vic. And, wow. and I I have been well, nothing I don't but even hard know what's going on, on Dave Roberts, <laughs> but, but Roberts has made just all of the right decisions in the moment. Right, you can you can go with convention, or you can go with knowing your team and knowing what you need to win. And the convention says that you never put your closer in unless it's an out or two in the eighth or to start an inning. Generally, you want him to start an inning. 
You don't bring him in in the seventh and then expect for him to pitch three innings if he's never done it in his, his career. <laughs> but Dave Roberts had the intuition to say to himself, if we don't get these guys, the heart of the order, out in the seventh, there isn't going to be an eighth or ninth inning for him to come in. And we're going to ride this horse as long as he can go, and then we'll have to decide then what we're going to do at that point. So to me, you you, you take Kershaw's performance, you take the performance of uh, Jensen and everyone else who Justin got Turner. them to that point. Yeah. Justin Turner, absolutely. Yeah. But it was Dave Roberts, and it was his managerial style that put them in the position to win. And so this is a tip of the cap to Vic, who's been well, thank you, sir. all yeah. season. You have been <laughs> Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts. Roberts was Band the right choice for the Dodgers this season. Yeah. yeah. And well, you know what's funny is um, I, I keep going back to a, a speech that Tommy Lasorda gave in 1988 when they won the World Series and they're in the, you know, they're celebrating, you know, champagnes flying everywhere. And he gets on top of a stool and he starts yelling, you know, nobody thought we could beat the Mighty Mets. Nobody thought we could beat, you know, the team that won 110 games, whatever it was, Oakland A's won that year. He goes, but you, you know who believed? We believed. And that's exactly what I think is going on with this team is that they yeah. believe that they can win. Yeah. You feel it, for sure. I, I feel it, it's, yeah. It's great. Moving on to number four. Oh, we're still playing this game? <laughs> <laughs> Got a little sidetrack. You, you guys are coming in hot tonight, I love it. <laughs> Sign up this week. Dodgers should win more often. Yeah, they really should. <laughs> Galaxy. <laughs> Galaxy. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> number four is one that only Vic is going to remember. I was going to say, I'll take this one. 1955, Jackie Robinson stealing home Ooh. in game one of the World Series. Oh. Yeah, and a, an iconic moment, you know, maybe. Mainly because it's Jackie Robinson making this this point, but it was against the Yankees. It was Game One World Series, and it set the tone for the rest of the series where the Dodgers were were coming at you. You know, he steals home. Who steals home? Nobody yeah. steals home anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a lost start. Yeah, yeah, it really is a lost start. But he set the tone. Uh, the Dodgers. It was the first World Series the Dodgers ever won uh, in 1955. They're still in Brooklyn, and then they left the next year. So uh, it was a nice parting gift for those in in Brooklyn, and uh, it was just a I, you know, I I have always wanted to go to a game and see somebody steal yeah. home, and it's never going to watch. right. Yeah, and it's never going to happen. But that do that in a World yeah. Series game when you're game Jackie one. Robinson in Game One against the the hated Yankees. Oh yeah, we can say hated Yankees because oh, you guys are sure. Angel fans, right? Universally, no, the Yankees are my second. No, they were my second favorite then, team. The, of course, of course they are. Makes them <laughs> even more hated. <laughs> Yeah, just like you understand, no one likes you. No one likes the Yankees. Everyone loves me. You guys are just jealous of my Ben Garcia. There you go. Moving on to three because he deserves a whole whole spot to himself. uh, Apparently. Manny Wood. <laughs> Manny Wood. Yeah. That's not even a I, postseason I, moment. I but just love it. It is a postseason no, it is, moment. Yeah, it yeah. is. He it's, came it's in many moments, <laughs> including uh, the postseason. Encompassing. Yeah. 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 I yeah. was all in on Manny Wood, and that's why I think we included it as a holistic view. <laughs> sure. <laughs> because I just think he came in just guns hot, and everyone bought in Manny Wood. You know, in left field, uh, they were selling and, dreads. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they oh, were yeah. holding oh, signs yeah. that said Manny Wood. On yeah, it. you'd get T-shirts if you bought. <laughs> You know, in tickets section. in that section, you get Manny Wood T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, wow. awesome. yeah. But I mean, he he came from the Red Sox, and he was still a very productive player. But they were so tired of Manny being Manny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Manny that, that they were willing that they were willing to not only trade him, but then they were willing to pick up like ninety percent of his contract for the rest of that season. So the Dodgers got him for nothing, and he comes in and does nothing but hit 500 for the <laughs> remainder of the season, get them into the playoffs, and then proceeds to then hit 500 in the playoffs. 
leading himself to then sign a two-year, $45 million deal <laughs> and do nothing. <laughs> He's not juicing, right? That one yeah, season the cycle was, ended. <laughs> it was so magical. It, it was really, uh, I can only equate it to one other player, and that was Barry Bonds when he was at the height of his steroid usage. And that <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody could, I mean, if you guys remember uh, in 2002, because that's who you played in, oh, the, yeah. in the yeah. World Series, yeah. you couldn't get him out. If you pitched to him, he was going to hit a home run. Or walk. Or you had to walk him. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. and so, you know, he was hitting probably 600, but he was mm-hmm. on base nine, 900% of the yeah. time <laughs> yeah. because he was getting walked. I mean, that's and that's that's what Manny was doing that season. And so even though the Dodgers didn't go anywhere, the fact is is that he brought that excitement and he put them into position. It, to even it be was the, the first time in a long time where you felt kind of excited for a team. That I totally right. remember that, yeah. Yep. Moving on to number two, game four. And there's so many moments in it that were just encompassed, <laughs> including the whole thing. Game four of the 88 World Series. Oh, man, I tell you, I'm, I'm again, I'm one of the older ones that will remember this. Because um, everybody remembers, you know, what happened later on in the series. We'll, we'll, we'll tease that again. <laughs> but, um, Are you still guessing at home? Yeah. Cassandra <laughs> hits a grand slam <laughs> in game one. It hits the camera. Yeah. I, in center field, hit the camera. Yeah, I still remember that. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Dodgers were down two games to one. They're going up against Doc Gooden, Dwight Gooden of the uh, of the Mighty Mets, and they, you know, at that time he was one of the premier pitchers. He came in as a, he won what nineteen or twenty games his rookie year, just you know lights out, and it doesn't look good for the Dodgers. Come ninth inning, um, uh, here's a great angel moment. Mike Sosha hits oh, a yeah, home yeah. run for the Dodgers, a yeah. two run home run for the Dodgers. <laughs> You're, welcome. You're welcome. Speezio, Speezio. I'm telling you. It's an important moment. <laughs> we beat the Giants. Come on, I know. No, we beat the hated Giants. No, I, hey, yeah. hey, should be I was. I, I, I was. I was. If you I remember, was, I was. Thinking. I was a big Angels fan that year. Yeah, but um, my. I, I need that sound bite. <laughs> Can you say it more clearly? Yeah. <laughs> But Mike Sosha is not a home run hitter. You know, he was a contact hitter, and he hits a, home, a two-run home run in the ninth to tie it up. They go into extra innings. Kirk Gibson comes up, puts him ahead uh, in the 13th with one run, and who comes out of the bullpen? Kershaw. Oh, wait, no, that was a different game. Oral Hershiser comes wow. out of the bullpen, and he already had pitched in two games or one game prior to that. And um, comes in, gets the save, and Dodgers end up, you know, Going on to beat the uh, the mighty Mets that year, which propelled them into the World Series. So I mean, that game four was amazing. I mean, there's so many stories in that game. It was it was incredible to watch. And that's absolutely incredible. After game five, a lot of veteran Dodger fans, old people, brought up that <laughs> brought up that that game where Hershiser yeah. came in to close it because it was. Almost identical, and that's why yeah. Victor got them confused. Yeah, the, it Alzheimer's happens. It happens when you get in. older. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. And number one, I'm sure no one guessed it. Of course, <laughs> Kirk Gibson's home run in Game One of the Eighty uh, World Series in a season that was so <laughs> improbable. There you go. The impossible has happened. That's uncanny. That's a great. That, was, that, that exactly was Vin, like right? Vin. That Can was we get Vin. you to record the rosary? Yeah. <laughs> I think it might burn. Uh, it was. It was as a Dodgers fan. It was the pinnacle. It was yeah. the biggest moment, and you had a guy who couldn't walk. Yeah. And and then the stories and I, I'm and I've I've seen so many uh, specials on this, but the the story that that was told was that there was a scout for the Dodgers who knew 
when Eckersley was in trouble, what his out pitch was. Okay. And so he had had this conversation with Gibson a few weeks before or a week before the, 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 the series. And so it was in the back of Gibson's head. So he knew that if he had a shot and that he got into a count where he knew that okay. Eckersley needed to come in with this out pitch, he not only did he know what the pitch was, he knew what the location was going to be. And so he mustered up enough strength in that moment to not only get the pitch, but then to lay wood on it and then hit it into right field into the, into the seats. And it was his one and only appearance in yep. the World Series. Yeah. And it single-handedly took the heart away from the Oakland A's because they had hit the Grand Slam right. in Dodger Stadium yep. game one. And you're thinking, this, this series is over. Yeah. They're the mighty A's. And then they come back. They put Mike Davis on first. They're down one. He hits the, the home run to, to win the game. And, I mean, that, as a Dodgers fan, was the pinnacle. It doesn't get any better than that. It really doesn't. And you know what's funny, too, is if you watch – he he really can't his bot his bottom yeah. half of his doesn't move when he hits the home run. You know how usually you you step into a pitch and you you know you twist and everything you get some power. His all leg goes body. goes up yeah. probably about half an inch off the ground and just goes straight back down and it's all upper body or he just muscles that ball out of the stadium. Absolutely incredible. And that the celebration is just etched oh, in yeah. your mind forever. <laughs> I don't know how many times you know playing over the line or even you know playing pickup soccer, you score a, <laughs> a so game-winning true. goal and you just pump the arm. That's right. Oh yeah. And, That's but, right. but a big but a big uh, shout iconic. out has to go out to Mike Davis because Mike Davis the year before before played with the Oakland A's, That's and right. he actually played. I mean, he was a, he was a really good hitter, and if you remember that season, I think he was only batting one fifty for the Dodgers, but. Eckersley was pitching him like he was the player that played for that team the year before. And so that's why he ended up walking him. Had he probably gone after him with the intent that maybe he's not that great of a hitter this season, Gibson never gets that opportunity. So the fact that he was able to draw the walk batting 150 (laughs) to give Gibson that opportunity. is So Uh. everything had to line up. And so stars were aligned. So, yeah. you know, when you win a championship, there's a little bit of luck involved. There's you know? a lot of, and bit of so, luck sometimes. <laughs> you know, if you look at the Dodgers this season, you know, you, it was it, what, May or June, we were down eight games, Kershaw gets hurt, and right. you're thinking, this yeah. season's over. over. And so, you know, just little, little after little, it, it, things happen. And so, you know, I, I'm I'm on board right now. I think this nice. is the it's, magic that, that I like leads to like the it. <laughs> Does Ben believe? I don't know what to do with Ben. Ben made a 180 from last week. <laughs> Rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> I still think if Scott Speezy had been wearing Dodger Blue, we would have been talking about him at number one. Speezy! We've got to take a break. We will be right back with uh, more Speezy talk, talk on USC, UCLA, Rams, Galaxy, all that good stuff right after this. Here in L.A., we love our weather and sports teams, but we do not love our traffic. With a car accident every six seconds, we all know someone who's been in a fender bender. At Garcia Chiropractic, we specialize in relieving pain caused by sports injuries, car accidents, or just the stress of sitting in daily traffic. Our x-ray analysis ensures you get the treatment you need. Have you had a sports injury or been in a car accident? Know someone who has? Go to DannyGarciaDC.com to schedule a new patient exam. We're so confident you'll love your first visit, we're willing to pay for your gas. Mention guys in shorts and you'll receive a $20 gas card. Again, that's DannyGarciaDC.com. Schedule your exam today. That'd be great. Anyone have a soldering iron? (laughs) We are back. And we're talking Kings now. NHL hockey has begun. It has. They're back. They They are are back. back. Kind of. Indeed. We're three games in. And Vic, what do we got? We are 0-3. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Not so great. (laughs) No, no. And and our starting goalie is hurt with uh, an NHL uh, 
you know, designation of an injury of a lower body contusion or something like that. <laughs> they don't tell you anything. It's just some kind of pulled muscle or something. So he'll be back hopefully within a, a month or two. Um, but uh, yeah, things aren't looking that great right now. Uh, but they do have some new players. It's going to take a little while to gel together. The good news is we have an LA Kings podcast that you can actually listen to and get even way more updates than I can what? give you guys here. Yes, we do. We're growing. Guys in Shorts is branching out. Yeah, that's right. We got the Guys in Shorts Kings show. So yeah. be sure to check that out. It's on the SoundCloud and should shortly be on iTunes. We're pending approval or whatever that means. Yeah, you guys aren't going to get it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy. Will it have an explicit rating on it? <laughs> well, you're not on the show. That's so true. I, I don't know. We might be okay. But yeah, for more Kings Talk, definitely oh. tune in to the Guys in Shorts Kings show. All right, moving on. Let's talk some USC football. We're Hammer. S- still on the upswing. Hey, oh, we're <laughs> looking Look good. USC beat the crap out of Arizona, 48-14. to 14. So it was a great win away at Arizona. Last week I mentioned that Sam Darnold, uh, he had a good stat line, but he didn't really pass the eyeball test. They kind of barely squeaked past Colorado. Um, and I predicted that they wouldn't have two bad weeks in, in a row, and it was going to be a big USC win. And I was right. We're actually getting better at this prediction yeah, stuff. <laughs> so, I like it. So he was uh, 20 for 32, 235 yards, and five touchdowns. That is efficient. Wow, wow. Two, 235 and five touchdowns. I actually uh, saw an article today. He actually has the best quarterback rating in the NCAA. Wow. And that's better than Lamar Jackson, who's the lead Heisman candidate, and he has a better efficiency record, 91.3. I don't know what that means, but apparently that's good. <laughs> I he, like has, it. he has the best like quarterback it. rating in the NCAA, but which is great. One of the stats that I, I don't know if they keep, it's quarterback hits. One of, the, one of my takeaways mm. was that he tex- he tucks the ball away too much and takes too much punishment. When you are the starting quarterback to USC, to Alabama, to one of these teams that's you know supposedly a powerhouse that's supposed to make the playoffs every year, you need to stay healthy. And I know he's a rookie, and I know that you know you go to what you know. And if you feel comfortable taking the ball, tucking it away, and running, that's fine. But he needs to get himself out of it because he took he they they rung his bell a couple of times. And and what we don't want to do is we don't want him to turn into Josh Ro- Rosen, who gets hurt and has to miss a game. And so that's one thing I think that he needs to work on. And I understand that he's a freshman, but I know that the coaching staff needs to get on him and say you need to stay healthy. And that's the thing. And you, you nailed it right on the head that he's he's still young and he'll learn those things. But I know as a as a, a guy who enjoys inspecting the bodies of uh, quarterbacks, Ben. Uh, <laughs> <Wow. laughs> Is that an official I, title? I actually do have a comment on that. <laughs> Sam, we'll get to that. Oh, oh, wow. Sam Darnold has a different body type than John Rosa. He's kind of built to take the he's punishment. He's like Cam Newton. But, yeah, he's a little bit bigger. But, but look still, at, it's look not at Cam. good. Cam I mean, Newton still took the punishment. Exactly. But, Cam but, gets he gets the concussions, and you, that, you just you know what? Gotta when be you're careful. that young, you don't want to hurt yourself. And that's but but you're talking about the things that we like to see. He ha- he goes for the extra yardage. He has the urgency. Uh, he had five touchdowns, and uh, the, there was a story after the game that he was actually asking you know Clay Helton to stay in the game after he threw you know five TDs because obviously being that far ahead they were going to yank him. And I guess he still wanted to stay in the game. So that's that's what you want is is a guy like that. Uh, you know they even talked about uh, you know his bloodline. His grandfather is named Dick Hammer. 
He, <laughs> which oh, I'm in. So ba- great. Basketball player at USC, USA volleyball player in the Olympics. He was a firefighter for LA County. Was he born in 1969? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Died in 1969. No, no. Oh, wow. No, he was 69 years old. That's what it was. Oh, he was 69 oh, years old. Oh, something oh. like that. In 1969. But, <laughs> yeah, but he was an actor. He's the Marlboro Man. That's just, that's the bloodline you want your oh, quarterback. Gosh, that's what yeah. a great. That's the other Marlboro man. (laughs) Marlboro man in in the sixties, I guess. Oh my god! So that's legit. That's what you got to love about a blowout too. Is the announcers start pulling out these (laughs) these stories out of nowhere. (laughs) But one of the things I want to comment on was you know you had made a comment, Eric, that that they blew the game out, and really it was a very competitive game until Arizona got stopped on a fourth and one, and then later on Arizona fumbles the ball, where then Mm -hmm. Adoree Jackson runs it back twenty seven yards to the SC ten, where they end up scoring again. And then Oman Marshall has an interception the next round, and he returns it back to the SC15. So there was like three plays that all happened in a consecutive, like a two-minute span. The end of the second half is where they— well, they, but they this was stand. the begin. This was the the end of the first first half. quarter, okay. right? And the first half, and then I didn't even watch the second half of the <laughs> game because I wasn't interested. I knew the game was over, but it was a competitive game, and so you know. SC was on the right side of those plays, but you know I felt that that Colorado was more competitive than they should have been. Even though it was Arizona, <laughs> <laughs> I meant, I meant Arizona. Also, it was yeah. competitive except for all those moments where you see. But what week is this? <laughs> but uh, but, but I, I see what you're saying because Arizona had made a lot of mistakes where they got penalties and yeah. Rich Rodriguez is going crazy on the sideline. But the main benefactor of Sam Darnold was Juju Smith-Schuster. He had 132 yards, three touchdowns. And I've said it before, I'll say it again, USC goes as Juju goes. If Juju's hot, USC is hot. And so they need to they need to keep him rolling. He left the game with an injury. He had a back spasm. Uh, but it looks like it's not too serious. I think it was just too hot. He said, I've had enough. I got my three TDs. I'm out of here. My name is Juju. Is <laughs> yeah. that what he said? Yeah. So, but they even announced uh, the, the on-field temperature with all the humidity and all the sectors was 137 degrees. Oh, oh that's not even wow. right. <laughs> so with that, with the heat, I think they frustrated Arizona. They were efficient with Sam Darnold. Juju Smith got hot at the right time. They're back with a winning record. We're four and three, for, so winning record for the first time this season. So USC is kind of heating up at the right time. Excellent. So where are we headed next? On next, we're on a bye week this week. We're getting ready. Our next game is a Thursday night game on October 27th versus Cal. So Cal... Uh, hasn't looked great this year. But they play SC they, tough. Yeah, but yeah. They, they always play SC tough, and they have some surprising wins this season. You wouldn't have guessed the teams that they did beat this year. So so it might be a good game. Cal might bring the heat, but I'm still expecting USC to, that a home to take it home. It's a home game, Thursday okay. night, Halloween, college. It's going to be a good time. Good times. You going to the game? I will be there. You let me know if you get an extra ticket. Yeah, I'll find a guy. <laughs> I know a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> who knows a guy. Now everyone's favorite segment. USC fans talking UCLA football. And UCLA loses. Dollars win. Always right with the world. UCLA loses. (laughs) You're in the driver's seat of that bet now. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking good. So I I mentioned last week again, a backup QB on the road versus a high-powered offense is going to be a recipe for disaster, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, Josh Rosen. Is that two predictions that you got? I'm two for two. Hammer is on fire. (laughs) 
So they, uh, I guess Rosen tried throwing the ball before the game. So before the game, they decided to scratch him. It wasn't going to work. But UCLA actually did well considering. They they held the Cougs to only 27 points. And considering how many points they were putting up uh, before that, Washington State to hold them to 27 points is actually somewhat impressive. So defensively, they're really not that bad. But offensively, they're just awful. Their running game is non-existent. They, they, they can't get anything going with the run. And so with that, Rosen's getting getting hurt there. They put all the pressure on their backup QB. Uh, so Mike Fawful wasn't that awful. So I spent a lot oh, of time, wow. a lot of wow. time wow. coming up. Really with good. So really he, good. he had three TDs, but two, two INTs at, at crucial points of the game to, for Washington state to close it out. So, you know, they're going to need to hope that Rosen gets healthy soon because if not, they, they really have to work with a non-existent run game and no Rosen. They're really in trouble and they've dropped to now three and four. So they're now with a losing record and next up they host Utah and we saw Utah's is no joke. USC slipped up at well, the very end. So we're UCLA fans next week. Yes. So that's what I was saying. Next, <laughs> oh, wow. I have mixed feelings because you want UCLA to keep losing, of course. but a Utah loss actually helps USC in yeah. the standings because Utah, Utah is sitting lose, above. Yeah, they need to lose two they because to they lose got two. the tiebreaker. And they have the head-to-head win against USC. So we actually do need UCLA to get it together. Go Bruins! Wow. Go, yeah, Bruins. go Bruins! All right! You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's stick with some football talk and... Move on to our beloved Rams. Ooh, yes, our beloved Rams. That was a Rams. bittersweet loss. <laughs> it was a bittersweet loss. Right now, uh, we're three and three for the record. Still going to end four and twelve. Case. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't think we're going to be four and twelve. However, I don't think we're going to be also uh, twelve and four as prediction So, actually, you know, we're probably going to be again one of those seven and nine, seven yeah. and nine teams. Exactly what that's Fisher probably what you'll want to be. Yeah, this is this is the this is the juncture right now that Fisher did not want to have. So, I have a question. Yeah, Chip Kelly changed from Gabbert to Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. When are you guys going to change to Goff? <laughs> Well, not well, after this it, last it, week, it's kind of hard to say yeah, after uh, this happen. week's game because uh, unbelievably, Case. Keenum looked like Case Keenum. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he did a complete 180, okay. and uh, he yeah he did a gr- he had a great day on uh, Sunday. He went for 27 to 32, hmm. 321 passing yards, uh, three touchdowns, and he actually uh, rushed one in. So uh, he had a great game. He was hitting all his targets. Hmm. He did kind of throw that uh, interception during the last. Uh, so golf is going to be like a robo in, at the and very end. And unfortunately, with his great he performance. <laughs> <laughs> I think with his great performance, it kind of put Goff uh, a little bit on standby. So, so Goff might actually be more like an Aaron Rodgers where he has to sit for, sit for a, year a year or two yeah. behind him. Um, you know what? Yeah. That's fine. That's exactly I'm what you were saying at the beginning of the season is, you know, let the guy learn. Yeah. Don't rush him in. I think I think it's great if we don't have to play him. Well, you know, I mean, again, this is Case Keenum, though. He's so unpredictable. If right. he goes from that... Four, Which yeah. he, might. Game right. he might. Until he yes, might go to, back to, to his Sunday's old ways. Game? Yeah. I think he will, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is more of an anomaly than anything yeah. else. Although those Buffalo Bill fans are probably happy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Apparently they were. They told you. I told you. Yeah. Shout, shout out to that guy. Uh, he, Case Keenum is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Sunday's game, it looked promising. That first quarter looked very yeah. promising. I thought Todd Gurley would go ahead and break out for his 100 uh, rushing yard game. Unfortunately, that didn't quite work out. So, Case well, Keenum, Keenum got hot. He kept passing. We still need Gurley to go ahead and step it up a bit. He's in his sophomore slump. How many do you think needs does he have? One. I believe one, he has yeah. one. Yeah. Six weeks, one TD. That's nine. Yeah. yeah. Not not even a single 100 rushing yard game. Do you think so. you get him uh, more involved in the passing game to get him going? 
Well, that's what they're that's what their plan is right now. They're working with him during the passing games, so that's what we see more and more coming from the last uh, game to this uh, game before that. So that's probably going to be the case. Yes. I thought Fisher's plan was to just do what we do better and have fun. <laughs> I'm, so sick of I'm so sick of that response. That's just, that's just uh, dumb. Oh, Fisher. Quiet, Ben. Fisher For more Rams talk, definitely check out the uh, most recent episode of the Rams show. Good stuff. All right, Ben, we'll give you a chance to talk your Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. No, they're only going to be <laughs> Las Vegas in a minimum of two to three years. They said 2019 <laughs> is when they would move over if they move. I saw that uh, yeah. stadium diagram. That nice, isn't it? Nice. Real nice. So the Raiders this week, uh, they uh, disappointed me. I, I, was, <laughs> I was really hoping that they were going to win this division game and then go into, I think, Jacksonville next week, and they were going to go on the streak and be 5-1, and one, and this shit hit the fan. And, yeah. and ultimately what happened, what I realized is that when the Raiders play a well-coached team, they're going to lose. And... You know, when Andy Reid had the bye week before this week to get prepared, he got embarrassed on national television the week before. He had his guys ready. And what I saw was that if if the Chiefs play the way they did last or this week, they're going to win the division. Because I don't think that Denver's got the horses to be able to win the division. Is that a Broncos joke? And I think that the <laughs> and I well think played. that the Raiders are too young to 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 be there yet. The Raiders need to learn the, to run the ball. And so it was raining the whole game in Oakland. And to me, the reason why the Chiefs won was because they were able to run the ball consistently. They were averaging six yards a carry or seven yards they a carry. They were getting everyone involved, too. They, they, couldn't, Charles, they yeah. couldn't stop the run. And because they couldn't stop the run, every time Alex Smith dropped back, he was throwing wide-open darts to everybody because the, the Raiders were trying to stop the run. And on the opposite side of the ball, the Raiders, who have been efficient on the offensive side of the ball, couldn't run. And when you're playing in wet weather, you're not going to pass the ball consistently because of just grip and, you know, putting the ball in the right spot. And it's just, it's, you're not accustomed to playing in that type of weather. And if the Raiders want to win in the playoffs, they're going to have to learn to run the ball better. And so those are the two things that I learned is that the Raiders, they're young and they just need, they need to learn to, to play, you know, smash mouth football. They're, they're good at this, you know, throwing the ball on the sideline and tippy-toeing and falling out and getting in inbounds. Oh, like the Golden State Warriors? Right. <laughs> they're playing they soft? soft. They're oh playing my soft. Gosh. Oh, no. They are. A soft Raiders team. Hated to, to be, to be fair, though, Kansas City has uh, has been running the, the ball really well this season, whoever's back there, because Jam- that was first. Jamal Charles, Jamal Charles is just like his first, yeah. Yeah. first game, full back. game back, right? Well, and, yeah. and Latavius Murray was out. And Latavius Murray was out. So, yeah, to be fair. But, but, but the offensive defense Defensive lines, to me, they were owned by the Kansas City Chiefs. And to me, that's coaching. And so Del Rio, what I like about it is that now Del Rio's got good good film to go into practice and say, okay, guys, what we've done so far has been good, but now this is the next level. If you guys want to advance where we are today and you want to become a playoff team and you want to win a Super Bowl, these are the little things that we have to do. And so to me, I think that that's what needs to get figured out. And in Del Rio, I trust. He, he should run for president because... <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're past 30 first, seconds. Well, first, Let's of end this first, first of all, yeah. he's better than the two What's decisions that we've here? got. This is longer and, than the Rams segment. He took, and he took a Raider team that was terrible, and he's put him into this position. So I, I trust him. I think that he's going to figure it out. That's the other thing that I heard about this week is Andy Reid is something like 19-2 and two coming off of a bye week. Yeah. So, wow. you know, it was... It's Belichickian. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it was a... a Uphill battle. Well, moving on, because that was plenty of Raiders talk. 
Moving on to Ben's favorite, Galaxy Time. <laughs> See, we were riding high with the Dodgers. Riding high with you. I'm all in for that. But we were riding high with the Dodgers, USC, and then the Rams brought it down. The Raiders brought it down. Uh, so and the Galaxy, we I'm gonna, the Galaxy. I'm going to go half and half. I'm going to pick you up because the Galaxy did win this week. That they, was, did. Yeah, they, they did. They had a 1-0 win against the Houston Dynamo. It was a 2 p.m. kickoff in Houston, which made for a very hot game in Texas, which made it not very exciting to watch. A lot of walking on the field, a lot of just, you know, lack. There was effort at times, but it was in flashes. It was kind of like watching a Sunday beer league game. If you went and watched one of my games, yeah, you'll see me sprint for about 10 yards and then you'll see me walk for another (laughs) 80 minutes. So so that's kind of what the game was like. The big news is Landon Donovan got the start this week. So he had his first start after being, you know, semi-retired and coming back and getting a start. So he was kind of getting his legs back uh, underneath them. Is this the playoffs yet or is this the regular season? We're still in the regular season. We're almost done. So, so... (laughs) (laughs) I hate that he's preempting (laughs) what I'm going to say next. (laughs) See, you got to be one step ahead of your opponent. That's right. Sun Tzu. Pretty easy with Ben. Wow. Well played, Mr. Vieira. So they, they grinded out an ugly win. Uh, so they made a decent, some de- art of decent war effort. We and they were rewarded with a, yeah. The, the people who got it got it. We're moving on. The, the big dumb animals in this I'm room. Sure, I'm sure past. I listened. <laughs> if it wasn't written by Ramona Cleary or Beverly Cleary, no, wow. the Ramona series, <laughs> I'm not going to get it. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I don't have anything. Oh, man. So they grinded out an ugly win. (laughs) They were rewarded with a late goal by Alan Gordon. It was an absolute gift, which was fitting because it was actually Alan Gordon's birthday. So uh, Mike McGee shot ricocheted off the goalie and he shinned it in. So uh, it was the Alan. (laughs) It was the Alan Gordonist of goals. Wow. So true. Yeah, because I mentioned before on this podcast that he's not going to do it all all the time, but he will pull a goal out of his ass. And this was as close to pulling a goal out of your ass. Almost literally. As he can, he <laughs> so it, there's something to be said about being in the right place at the, at the right, right time. time. No, which, totally, which he especially was. in soccer. Yeah. So with this 1-0 win, they clinched a third place uh, spot, which was that was the thing that I was worried about. Was with their lack of form and all these ties, is maybe they're going to slip in the standings. So they didn't get a first round bye, but they did get a first round home game in the playoffs. So okay. the play in uh, into the next round, they're going to get to host a game. So that's going to be a good thing. They're going to have home field advantage. They are better at home, even though they've done well on the road. They are better at home. So having a home game is important going into the playoffs. They have one more regular season game, which is on Sunday versus Dallas. Dallas is playing for the Supporter Shield, which is like the regular season championship, which is most points during the regular season. And then the LA Galaxy. So the um, LA Clippers Award. <laughs> <laughs> the LA Clippers Memorial Award is what they call it. So I'm just curious to see what lineup they go with. Are they going to rest their guys to go into the playoffs? Or is this going to be something where you try to keep the chemistry going and keep, keep the hot hand? That sounds and, like what the and, Golden and State going. Warriors had to go through yeah. last year. So so I'm feeling good about a home playoff game, and I'm going to say it, they're capable of making a run to a championship, oh. but I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath, Right. but I'm capable. They're capable of it. But I do want to also take this time to talk about Robbie Keane and Steven Gerrard, because they, they were out of this game due to injury, and I am going to go on a pure speculation alert, and this is based on Instagram posts of wow. Steven Gerrard. All right. Keane, I like this. Is that they are a poison to this year's Galaxy team. Really? With everything that Robbie Keane's done, uh, this year he is an absolute poison to the team. Steven Gerrard has not done anything 
you since know, he got here. D- despite a few good moments here and there, overall he really has not done much. And and this past Thursday before the game, he actually went back to England to rehab an injury, which yeah. I don't understand why you need to leave the country to rehab an injury when you have the team facilities here. Uh, the uh, one of the reasons given was that it, it was also to visit his family, but it was kind of odd timing because his old club Liverpool had a big match against Manchester United, and he was spotted at the Liverpool training ground. So it just seemed uh. a little fishy to me. And uh, you know, shout out to Galaxy Podcast. He had one of the assistant head coaches who mentioned, "Well, players leave all the time to visit their family," and he mentioned Yella Van Dam. But the difference is Yella Van Dam. Uh, didn't he was suspended due to yellow card suspension, so he could have gone and visited his family. It didn't matter because he wasn't going to play anyway. But with Steven Gerrard, it just seemed like, uh, you know, it just seemed the timing seemed odd that he took time to rehab that injury and then he was missing, and that Robbie Keane, all the time that he's missed and he's still being out on injury. And I'm going to bring it back to Instagram because they're posting pictures of themselves. You know, Steven Gerrard and Robbie Keane, they took a picture with Pele's World Cup trophy. So these guys are just hanging out with Pele's World Cup trophy. What? Steven Gerrard is constantly posting pictures of him and his daughters. They're hanging out with Niall from One Direction. So, <laughs> I, you know, I don't get it. The? I think these guys came... Ben just smiled. These guys came to Southern California for a vacation, <laughs> well, and the LA you know Galaxy what? is subsidized. And they're paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? what? I, I, everything that you just said, like, I couldn't care less. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Until I said One Direction, right? And I, and I think to myself, I think to myself, I'm like, you know, that this is, is why rich. people watch the Kardashians because they're much more interesting. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm a, I got so lost in that story. I don't, I don't know who Gerard is. I don't know who. Keen Just know is that we don't want to. We don't have to get lost. Well, Go back to England. Take your one direction. Well, here's guy. the thing. Here's Everyone the knows thing. Harry Styles. And I'm going to say at. it, even though Eric won't say it. I'm going to say it. Is 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 Gerard's heart was never in the galaxy. No, he's he a was Liverpool never guy. in yeah. the galaxy. He didn't care. He wasn't. Uh, when, when David Beckham came over, he actually cared. Like he wanted to win. Gerard, go back to Liverpool, you hang out with your bros out there. His heart was never in L.A., so I, I don't need him here. When are we rid of him? At the end of this year. Okay. I say get rid of him now. Don't yeah. even bother. Yeah. Stay home. Take One Direction with you. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> one Direction. Your L.A. Vacation, vacation is over. <laughs> so what's our last regular season game? Last regular season game is Sunday against Dallas, and then we'll find out all the games kick off at the same exact time. You know, which so is great a- for TV coverage, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because everyone wants to watch soccer. Hey, guess what? We'll put ten games on all at the same time, and it's going to be on Unimision, Univision, Univision, Unimas, Unimas, Ocho, Univision, Mas, Mas Dos. <laughs> yeah, I, I also don't understand why they're doing that because part of the reason why you do that it goes back to some old World, World Cup, Cup right. games where uh, the games were already decided, so some teams knew that they only needed a tie, so they didn't really try to win the games. But everyone has. At this point, there's still the playoffs. Sure. So you either want right. to win your game or you do, or you don't want to win your right. game. Yeah. You you know what you're trying to do. So we'll find out our playoff opponent at the end of the game on Sunday. It's looking like it's going to be Kansas City, but it's still possible that it might be Seattle. But we'll see. All right. Well, we're pulling for you. We got to get out of here. But before we do, want to give a big shout out. Again, to Jesse Rivas, who won the FanDuel League for the second week in a row. We my heels. I can't beat this guy. Yeah. Second, Two weeks in a row. Wow. Although this week, he only won with 138 points. I was in second with 136 points. Nice. Way to be first and, loser. Uh, I want to give a 
mention to the last place. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Darren Basa with wah, 67 wah, points. Wah. Wow. That was a horrible. That's, so it's, Darren, the amount what of preparation happened? involved, this is what happens when he you. He rammed it. <laughs> this is what happens when you prepare 10 minutes before kickoff. Uh, that's, that's what I no do when I've won twice. No excuses. Play like a champion. Just uh, do what you do sucks. and have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, we also do have a voicemail here from one of the players in the FanDuel League. Let's uh, take a listen to that. This is Darren, a.k.a. the Storm and Mormon. And I just want to say you guys owe me 55 bucks or whatever the winning amount should have been this last week. <laughs> I appreciate the shout-out on the podcast. But I drafted the Rams defense because of you guys, and that is why I lost. So I'll expect a check in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> That's your bad. You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Never I draft hey, the Rams defense or draft them. Case yeah. <laughs> oh, Darren. Uh, our disclaimer yeah, that's, is... That's not how fantasy works. <laughs> no, yeah, and our disclaimer is is that our predictions are horrible, so why would you listen to us in the first place? <laughs> yeah, you should know better. You listen better. to us not for the content, but for the humor. <laughs> yeah, for the Kardashian <laughs> updates, right? No? Anybody? Yeah. Uh, uh, for Robbie no, Keane's no. Instagram updates, so there <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. We are Guys in Shorts Sports Los Angeles. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA. Find us on Facebook. Check out the website at guysinshorts.com. If you would like to call and leave a voicemail for us, do it at 562-450-3356. And be sure to share, review, subscribe to the show. All that good stuff. Speezio! 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 We're going to start a whole other podcast. Uh, an Angels 2002 World Series podcast. Relive? Relive the entire season. Absolutely. We'll go game by game. We'll do it. Uh, <laughs> do that, not, that, that'll think, be off the charts yeah. numbers. I think Jeff does that every October. He just puts in the DVD and yep. watches the games as if they're happening. Yeah. I'll pull it out. We can watch it. When I walked into his house, he was watching reruns of Robert Ory <laughs> making that shot against the Sacramento That's Kings. That's what Angels fans do in October when it's not 2002. For Victor Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, and Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Jeff Wilson saying, Speezy up! Speezy up! Speezy up! No, that's it? Oh. <laughs>